and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about playing the long game, that is letting go of perfectionism now to make big gains in the future. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, too. Since we last recorded one week ago, I've experienced 91 degrees and like 28 degrees. <laughs> so the oh weather gosh. in St. Louis is <laughs> driving me a little bit crazy. So we're on the cold side <laughs> right now. But uh, but since I don't really go outside except to walk Bix, it's not that big a deal. Um, still, yeah. I still I'm free, I feel free to complain. <laughs> it is a little <laughs> odd. And we're having just beautiful spring weather. It's been, um, I, I'm a little worried to say this, I don't want to jinx things, but we just have beautiful blue sky and it's wow. been in the 60s and very nice, very nice on my um, short run this morning. Oh, that's excellent. Portland in nice weather is so nice. I'm, I mean, most yeah. cities are, but Portland in particular, I imagine, in this, yeah. with spring flowers and stuff, that's, that's great. Yeah, and the further we get into this um, pandemic and the stay-at-home orders, the sort of the both the easier and the harder it gets. Yeah, it, agreed. I mean, it's suddenly feeling more normal, so that sort of discomfort of the restriction it feels somehow less restricted to me just because it feels more normal right um and yet it would be nice to just think oh i'll go to the grocery store um and not worry about it all right a friend uh one of my team members emailed me the other day and she needed to she mentioned that she had to go to the bank and i said wow it must be really nice to have somewhere to go (laughs) <laughs> she said, yeah. My Our banks so are excited. all closed. Oh, drive-thru is open for us. Oh. Yeah, I think all of our drive-thrus, though, are ATMs. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe there are people in there. I've just never gone. In Walla Walla, I know there are people in there because my father has never used an ATM. Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> You would yeah. not know what to do um, uh, <laughs> if he were forced into that situation. Um, and he always forgets to use a credit card, so he needs cash. <laughs> right. So, well, yeah. the, but as I learned from his great, uh, the his wonderful sharing of his grocery bags for me to use to pick up trash that had receipts in them. He also writes checks for his groceries, which I think is so adorable. (laughs) Unless you're in line behind him, and then it's less adorable. (laughs) Right. (laughs) As I've been there, I've looked at the faces of the people behind him in line at the grocery store. (laughs) And and made your quiet apologies. Exactly. And they're always very nice about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I know. I I um had, I spent a lot of time working at coffee shops and I didn't realize mm-hmm. how 
big a part of my life that was until I couldn't do it anymore. Right. Yeah, that's right. I've forgotten that you did that. Um, yeah. Are Starbucks open nowadays? The drive throughs are. Mm-hmm. So you can still get your fix. Uh, are you, yeah. Are you still getting it? Yeah. Yeah, I go. That's that's generally my big outing. I go to the grocery store once a week and I go to Starbucks. I drive through the Starbucks and they're always so sweet. They're like, they always say something like, take care, stay healthy, stay safe. It's just, I don't know. It's very, very touching to me that like mm-hmm. people are um, really sort of connecting and you know, thinking about you away from whatever service they're providing for you. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. just very, and I've noticed that too on um, customer service calls. Mm-hmm, I've had too. to make a few customer service calls and everyone has been very like, um, I had one where the guy seemed sort of reluctant to hang up. Like he was like, <laughs> oh, okay, well, I guess if I can't do anything more for you, well, <laughs> stay safe out there. <laughs> Maybe you were one of the more nice uh, customers he'd been dealing with that day. Yeah, that could be. But I just, I've just i noticed that people are just, you know, nicer and more caring and thoughtful. And, and, I'm, and it is, that's a, a, a wonderful silver lining in all of this is that, mm-hmm. you know, people are remembering that everyone else is a human being and that, you know, we're sort of all dealing with this and... Um, it's just, I don't know, it's sort of a nice connection. Yeah. In a weird way. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't really experienced that because I haven't really spoken to anybody besides Barry in a month. <laughs> it's not true. I haven't talked to you. <laughs> it just feels like that. But I can totally, I did have a nice customer service interaction yes, uh, the other day. Yeah. On the phone. You know, it just occurred to me, I don't think we've stated the obvious which is that your trip to Portugal has gotten uh, put off. Yes, it you has. Just, I, oh, I, I thought, well, maybe people are wondering whether Shannon still gets to walk across Portugal. Mm. It's a sad byproduct mm. of this quarantine, with, of this COVID crisis, without a doubt. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I realized pretty early in March that it wasn't going to happen. And then they closed the border between Portugal and Spain, um, probably right around mid-March, like right around Mm. my birthday, I think. And so, you know, then it became more and more apparent. I mean, you know, the writing was on the wall, but but I'll tell you, I I did look at the um, airline website to start figuring out what I need to do to cancel my tickets, but I haven't brought myself to actually cancel my tickets yet, even though I know 100% I'm not going. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> That's curious. Um, well, and are you going to be able to cancel them and reuse them without too much penalty? Um, well, I use miles. Oh. So um, f- from what I could glean, I... Um, I just the miles just get redeposited back into my account. Um, the only thing that's unclear to me is you have to pay uh, taxes and fees on mm-hmm. top of the miles, 
And for my ticket, it was pretty expensive because um, one leg of my flight was on British Airways. And for whatever reason, their taxes and fees are outrageously expensive. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I'll get all of that back. I would assume so. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's the only thing. And, you know, if I don't get that back, that's not that much money for you know, a whole month's worth of traveling. And thank goodness I didn't like book stays anywhere or, yeah. you know, thank goodness my plan was to just wing it Yeah, <laughs> once right. I got there. <laughs> so all you have to do is someday cancel the airfare, the air, and then, uh, I mean, the ticket. Yeah. And then um, that's it. That's pretty great. Yeah. So, um, have you thought about when you'll try to redo it? Try to do it. I'm assuming you're not giving up on the idea. No, I still want to do it, but um, a part of the planning is um, is to uh, do it um, when it's good weather-wise, because mm-hmm. you know I'm sort of a heat wimp, as you know, uh-huh. and um, but also I don't want it to be too cold and rainy. So that's why I picked May. It's before it starts getting too warm. Um, but it's sort of out of the spring rainy season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the other potential time to do it would be like October, mm-hmm. but I don't know if things will have recovered enough that I'll, that there will be enough infrastructure in place to be able to do it in October. So my my plan now is to try again next May. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what I was guessing you would do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that makes your long game even longer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and time it, to play it. <laughs> and it's, yeah, and it's sort of weird, but um, so this will be the second time it's been postponed. Um. Because right. remember, I was Your supposed ankle. to do it last May, but instead I was getting ankle surgery. Yes, yes, right. Uh, and so um, that sort of gave me the opportunity. I wasn't able to train at all, which is why I ended up having not even getting as far as planning it, um, mm-hmm. buying tickets. Uh, because I just started training when I sprained my ankle in November. Um, and... So, but I had, so I had a lot of time to think about what I wanted to do mm-hmm. in preparation for this May. And now I, you know, I got pretty close to the time to go before um, uh, it became apparent that I wasn't going. And so I have been making notes of, of what I wished I had done. Uh (laughs) it you know in advance so now I have you know a whole other year to um to think about those things and and um and I have the the benefit of like getting pretty close up to the end and and knowing what I really wished I had done and what was not that big of a deal Um, yeah, that so, is an interesting do-over that you yeah. get to do. But I know that one of the things that you're planning to do when you finally get there is to sketch a lot of what you see and uh, journal graphically, yes. um, if I'm understanding it correctly. So just imagine what an amazing sketcher you're going to be by then. 
I know. I will. And that was one of the things that I was feeling um, like I hadn't spent enough time doing oh. was sketching and, and sort of, you know, thinking about how I wanted to handle my travel journal for the month. And so now I have a whole year to play with that. And I'm actually keeping um, a pandemic journal. And so my mm. all, I'm keeping all my my sketches in I'm doing one sketchbook per month and um, I'm, you know, I'm posting the pictures and sometimes I post uh, all or part of the writing, but I'm also writing nearly every day just to give a little background about what, why I drew what I drew or, you know, other things that are going on that um, are maybe not related to the sketch or the cartoon that I drew. Gosh, that's just amazing. Like, I, the, what my mind went to is 100 years from now, uh, historians will unearth your journal, and it will be this amazing <laughs> example of what, with wor- written word and <laughs> illustration of what yeah. people were going through at the time. Yeah. And that's because really cool. also, I, you know, it's so easy to not remember what things really felt like in the moment. Like, you know, well, 100%. none of us will forget sort of the overall feeling of this but you know are we gonna remember like what it felt like like I remember when I first read that people were that um a hospital system based in Oregon was asking people to make masks and I thought that's the most absurd thing I've ever heard (laughs) and now like everybody is making masks I'm making masks like right um you know, and the, and just to be able to like note that and the things that mm-hmm. seemed like bonkers at the beginning that now seem like, well, of course, this is what we would be doing. Right. Or um, like what went into decisions. Like when I think back that on your birthday, March 17th, I got my yeah. hair cut. What? I mean, <laughs> that just seems crazy. And two days later, the salons shut down. Um and at the time, it seemed prudent enough. I needed a haircut. <laughs> and right. I had an appointment. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's like. It, well, we were fa- going to go out to dinner on my birthday. Uh-huh. And I th- at the time, I thought, well, worst case scenario, there's not going to be very many people there. Right. Oh, restaurants and- are actually open? Oh, no. The day before, they closed all the restaurants. Oh. <laughs> right. But we were we were also going to the kids were going to go with us, mm-hmm. and um, and that was going to be the first time I'd seen the kids in like two weeks because I'd been out of town, mm-hmm. and so that didn't happen. And we haven't seen them. I mean, we've mm-hmm. like video chatted with them, and and they've come and stood on the sidewalk while we were on the porch, <laughs> right? But. Yeah, yeah, and so, so recording those things, I think, is is really valuable. It'll be valuable for yeah. you soon, if not if it isn't already. Um, so that's smart. Really, I, tra- I started a, a journal and it fell by the wayside. So I'm glad that you yeah. picked it up. Well, it's a very it's a very long game because I was thinking about like, you know, future generations are going to ask us like, what was that like? You know, like I wanted to ask my grandpa. I asked my grandparents, like, what was the depression like? Because 
because you know you have all these images of it and they you know they could talk sort of generally or like my parents could talk generally about like rationing after the war or during the war and stuff but like to be able to pull out something that has very specific information i think is just oh um, yeah and, and for your descendants uh yeah. i mean that's just like that that would be gold i mean i think for yeah. strangers it would be gold but um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. My, I don't know that my thoughts are all that great. But <laughs> well, I'm talking, you know, the long game. A hundred years from now, <laughs> assuming oh, yeah. people interested. Um, right. But yeah, if I had, if I were able to find a journal of um, my ancestors, one of my ancestors during the Spanish flu, that would be very interesting. Right now. Oh I, yeah. Yeah. I don't have such a thing. But um, yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But so I mean the. The the long game has really played a lot into the whole sketching and cartooning and because what we talked about, like I talked about it when we recorded our hobbies episode, which was how long ago? It was way back in, it was episode 35, so... Oh my goodness, yeah, and this, this is, is episode, episode 99. 99. <laughs> yeah, so more than a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, I actually, talked it was about January. How- it was January of nineteen. I just checked. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah. Um, and I talked then about how I wanted to do it, and you know, the when I that was when I had the very sad realization of all the hobbies that I had started and quit <laughs> because of perfectionism. Right. That's right. That conversation was kind of funny. Um, so funny for you, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you would start a hobby, so I would start the same hobby, and then I would keep yeah. doing it. <laughs> right? And you would drop and then it off. You've been it. knitting for like fifteen years, and I knit two things and quit. <laughs> right. Thank you for inspiring me to start knitting, Shannon, because I really enjoy it. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, and I'm actually glad that I inspired you to knit because I have certainly um, benefited from it. <laughs> well, good. Glad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but now things are different because you're living the good enough life and you can get past the imperfections, right? At the it's beginning so of a hobby. true. Yeah. And, and it was a with the cartooning thing and particularly because I was sharing stuff publicly. Yeah. Um, it was a lot to get over and it still is i mean there are still things where i like this is did not turn out the way i wanted it to and i still i have to share it to um uh in order to quote unquote turn in my homework yeah um, so so I'm, I'm I'm when I think about it I'm always impressed that you took this on in the first place because that public um, exposure so to speak that was a requirement of this class um, might have been enough to stop me from doing it so it's really cool that you did it yeah well and I will say that that most people did it and just to explain why that it's done on an online forum and um, they just didn't want all the bandwidth sucked up by people posting images in there. And so um, you post on social media and then you do a link. And so it shows up in the, in the, you know how like you get a preview of a link 
it so it shows the image like you put the link of inst of the Instagram post and so it shows the image so you can see it but it doesn't take up the bandwidth of mm-hmm. posting an actual image, um, and so what most people did, um, I think I'm gonna guess like ninety percent of people maybe I I perhaps only know one other person that used their same personal so uh, uh, Instagram account. Um, most so people set up a separate Instagram account. So it was public, but people didn't know about it. Right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, well, in any case, you were brave enough to make yours public. So those of us who are your friends on social media have really had the chance to watch your progress, which has been immense. And um, you also then had the chance to get some great feedback, I suspect. Yeah. Well, yeah, it definitely keeps me going. And it's really, I mean, it is so encouraging. Everyone is so nice and encouraging and people don't ever say mean things. Um, I don't know that anyone has ever, you know, pointed out a flaw in something that I've posted. Right. Well, Um, that's good. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I think that would be the big fear, right? That someone's going to be mean to you about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But these are your friends. Yeah. Or, or people, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Well, even, but on Instagram, anyone could see it. Anyone. Well, that's true. But right, I'm glad um, that no one, I mean, that's how maybe you attract the nice people on Instagram. Yeah. Well, and so it is, it, it, there were there were a lot of perfectionistic hurdles to jump over and I knew I mean I just kept going back to why I was doing this to begin with like why this was important and I still do that like I I I want to have I want to have a practice of a visual journal whether that's a pandemic journal a travel journal or just a day-to-day life journal mm-hmm. um it feels really good to me to be sketching and to and there's something about putting it down on paper that's very different than taking pictures because I also love taking pictures and take a lot of pictures but it's it's not this it doesn't get this I don't have the same um, connection to it right and what I was thinking of was they um both the cartooning and the urban sketching, you have, but I would imagine particularly the cartooning, you have to think about it in a different way than you think about other things. So you have to think about how you're going to frame an idea uh, that right. represents something that's in your journal that day. And that's got to be really great for your brain. To yes. Thinking new ways. Yes, I think so. And it, and it is interesting. Um, we're, I so I finished the the six month long cartooning class, which is considered part one and two, and signed up for the next three months, which is part three, mm-hmm. um, because I'm a glutton for punishment. And mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and what's sort of funny is because it's now such a smaller group, they have changed it so we can post directly in the forum um, mm-hmm. instead of having to post on social media. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but. But wait, <laughs> I need to have to post on social media. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still realized, posting, right? Yeah, I'm still posting yeah. on social media. And there have been a few things like like last week I did a cartoon. It I worked on it all week. 
um, I, it was a short, long game <laughs> where I came up with an idea and then I, first I sketched it, then I outlined it. And each time I got feedback from the teacher and made subtle changes. And then I finally colored it and then I um, posted it with some progress photos too. But um, the, the progress photos I just uploaded to the site as opposed to uploading them live. I didn't share them until after I had the finished. Right. One. Nice. I don't want to spoil the joke. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, um, well, I think it's it's a terrific example of the benefits of um, tolerating the discomfort that letting go of perfectionism can bring in the short term in order yeah. to develop a talent or skill, a joy, whatever it is down the road. And that's what really, that's what this is all about, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah, that's the, that's the important thing is that um, I, I want to do something that I enjoy and feels of value to me. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm the same way with my genealogy where at the beginning, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, and I didn't do things perfectly by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm still not doing things perfectly, but I know a lot more about uh, better practices. And um, I'm awfully glad I stuck with it. Or uh, when I actually I dropped it for a while, and when I came back to it, I'm glad I stuck with it for the last eight years or nine years um, because it's such a a um, source of pleasure for me, and also. Um, developing some expertise has allowed me to help other people with it. So, um, yeah, that's another example of being in it for the long, playing the long game. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, sort of more specifically to this time that we're currently in, that we can think about playing the long game, which I think means both taking care of yourself because we don't know how long this long game is. Mm -hmm. And also thinking about what, um, when restrictions are lifted and when we can sort of go back to our quote, normal life, whatever that may be um, in the future, that you have some idea of what really is important to you and that you've been moving in that direction. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, we, as weird as this time is, we can view it as an opportunity to think about our future selves and how, yeah, what direction we want to be moving in um, and making, taking steps potentially toward that end, not to put pressure on people. But um, it is a, it is, it is a, a good time to think about playing the long game and thinking about what's going to happen in yeah. weeks or months or years. Right. And I've been thinking about that sort of specifically, like, how do I want to spend my time when I feel like um, instead of being restricted to spending my time in particular ways when I get to have, you know, more possibility, how do I really want to be spending my time? And um, also, like, sort of how do I want to be in the world? Mm. For some reason, um, all of this has made me think a lot about waste and excess and um, and about how uh, I I want to and it 
and it really fits with my word of the year of cultivate <laughs> and being a good steward of my resources. Maybe that's why it's so much on my mind. But I feel like this is a kind of created a, a, a magnifying glass on some of my habits that I would like to shift. Excellent. You know, and and you know, look at ways where I have, you know, been generating waste, for instance, and didn't really think about it before. But I don't know, sort of being in it all the time makes it more apparent. Well, that's a good, a good byproduct of the current situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I do think it's important to remind people that uh, you don't have to figure out how to be super productive during this time because it is also very stressful. Mm-hmm, I mean, I right. spend more time than I should um, reading newspaper article. Well, newspaper article, you know, reading stuff online <laughs> from newspapers. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, you know, reading stuff online and and sort of getting caught up in things and and feeling anxious and and. Um, and that's totally normal and also not always helpful. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting much better at reminding myself that it's not helpful and, you know, what what would feel helpful in the moment and sort of gently redirecting myself to, even if that is, you know, what would be helpful in the moment is to get lost in a novel or sew a mask or... Um, talk to a friend or do some yoga or you know it doesn't have to be I have to be product you know be productive and make something um, Mm -hmm. for the future or get something done just you know be gentle with myself and and uh, not feel bad that I'm getting sucked into the news because it's very easy to do just a gentle reminder to how to step out of that Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I think self-care is the key right and self-care can look different on a moment by moment basis yeah (laughs) uh, yeah but that reminder that at least especially speaking for myself where I'm so accustomed to be to setting like lofty goals for what I'm going to get done every day which I was doing have always done and continuing to do but letting myself um let it be okay when I actually don't when my when I don't get that much done (laughs) Um, yeah yeah Uh, but also it's great when I do get a lot done I mean that feels terrific so yeah you're right it's all about a balance yeah and yeah taking care of yourself but you know we have um something to celebrate next week don't we we do next week is our hundredth episode amazing I know it's really, it's sort of mind-boggling. Triple yeah. digits. <laughs> Triple digits. <laughs> I feel like a kid, you know, like when a kid goes from nine to ten and they're like, double digits. <laughs> right. It's like so big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we decided we're going to do something a little bit different for the 100th episode, which is, you tell them, Shannon. We want to hear from you about, you know, we end each episode with, we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. And we would love to hear your stories, your comments about 
how good enough has gotten easier for you. That would be so great. It would be, uh, Shannon and I both know how doing 99 episodes of this podcast has helped us embrace good enough and how it's enhanced our lives. And I think we talked about that on episode 52. But um, I would love to hear more from the listeners about how uh, how it's helped them, how embracing good enough or how getting how how good enough has been getting easier. So fingers crossed, we'll hear from some of you. Yes. And then if we do, we'll um, read or play what we, uh, depending on how you leave it, uh, on this 100th episode, which we'll be recording on Monday the 20th. Yes. And so you can uh, leave us a voicemail at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. You can also email us at hello at gettingtogoodenough.com. And when you email us, you can write something or you can send a voice recording if you'd like to do it that way. Um, You can also leave a comment on our social media or our website, and our social media is on Instagram and Facebook, we're Getting to Good Enough, and on uh, Twitter, we're GTG Enough, and then our website, of course, is gettingtogoodenough.com. But for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we really do hope that good enough is getting easier for you. Here, here. I can't wait to hear what people say. Me too.